Hello everyone, my name's Adam. And my name's Nick. And this is the Scream Bucket Podcast for episode 7. So you can hear us in your ear holes. Yes. <laughs> this is the... It's not the best bits, I've realised. It's more like just the chatty bits. It's just all of it. It's just all of it. Because I feel like it's... I don't know. I don't want to lose bits. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you don't have to have the restriction of time with the podcast, and so... I do try, I want to keep it around an hour. Yeah. But there's an hour and a half of chat-ish. Yeah. I don't know, I need to work that out. But anyway. It'd be great if we actually had some feedback, listeners. So please let us know if, you know, maybe we could start chopping stuff out. Just send some feedback. You can send it via Twitter. Um, You can send it via... Brick, with a note wrapped around it. Um, carrier pigeon's good, but please remember to feed the carrier pigeon before sending them because... We've run out of seed. Mm. Yeah, so you'll be aware that Nick is not Rob. Um, oh my god. Yep. Although he's trying to have the same beard. It's not working, though, is it? Shut up. <laughs> um, as Rob is still on holiday. on his He's on his way back now. He is on his way back, right flipping now he's in a large metal dildo in the sky yes absolutely and we if all goes to plan you would have heard some of rob in the show oh i haven't played you them yet no some videos of rob he sent me i'm gonna put his audio maybe put put a latin beat behind we'll see (laughs) um so yeah so this week we discussed uh falling down a film that is often referenced but we've never actually seen yeah um we talked about article 13 yes terrifying article 13 mm. in, now the benefit of hindsight if you listen to this in the future it might not be that bad but at the moment it sounds terrifying yes so we did that we did the news um we discussed a bit about writing and the lack of and discipline yes. and things and then we did a terrible, terrible improv. Well, it could have been better. Okay, okay, quiet on the set. We premiere in three, two, one. You're listening to Screen Bucket with Adam and... Nick. How have you been? Yeah, not bad. Um, been working a lot and, uh, yeah, not much of anything else, really. I've got a toothache. Oh, no. I just thought I'd let you know that. Um, what a perfect thing to start a radio show with. Yeah. But it's all right. I'm completely high on uh, ibuprofen at the Hooray! moment. Hooray! So I had some feedback that the show is quite psychedelic <laughs> and not great to listen to at nights. So being... <laughs> Who's listening to this at night? Oh, oh, right. Yeah, that's when it's on the radio, isn't it? Well, it's also people who work nights and who are listening to it again. Oh, yes. no. Yes. In the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. While they're all alone. Four o'clock in the morning, I was, what I was told. Hooray! Just making me think of ghost stories. Mm. <laughs> so have you had any feedback from your first foray into audio broadcasting? Um, I mean, most people said that they enjoyed it, um, that they found it quite funny, which is always, you know, mm. I don't know why, I've been perfectly serious the entire time. But, That's um, the format. So oh, it's not okay. about the host. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the only real sort of constructive feedback I had was from your side, which was that I, I eased into it as it went on. Yes. Which, you know... I think that's a yeah. sign uh, of how easy it is to get into radio. I think anyone oh, can yeah. do it. It's just getting over that initial fear. Yes. I'd, for, I can say from memory, the second episode... No, the first episode. The second episode we recorded, but the first one that went out, 
was hard work. Yeah, I can imagine. Me and Rob were sat in this very room, like tearing our hair out. We had to come back the next morning. Yeah. Because we couldn't get we couldn't get into it. So yeah, it's a practice skill, I think. Yes, yes. And sometimes I think it's just, you know, just chill out, just talk, just chat. Yeah, then, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's like yeah. streaming. Yeah, yeah, which um, I would say I do a lot. But you know, the last time I was on, at the end, yes. I said that um, yes. I'll probably go back to doing some more From the Sofa stuff. Oh, yeah, have yeah. a video out that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it didn't happen. No, it didn't, did it? No. You say you get it done by the week? Yeah. It's a fortnight ago, isn't yeah. it? But, you know, I'm off three days this week, so let's see if we can uh, do something. Red Dead Online bait is out. Maybe we could do something with that, Adam. No, I guess, maybe. Yeah. I'm quite busy this week. Yeah. <laughs> Missed the boat. I have done that last time. I'm rearranging my living room. Yeah, so. why are you doing that? It's too full. You're strange. <laughs> it's not too full. It's really cosy and nice. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it is cosy, but that's because the sofa's ridiculously uncomfortable. If anyone, mm. by the time this goes out, it'll be too late. But if anyone wants a sofa for 50 quid... <laughs> <laughs> You've got till yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It's probably in the tip right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, it just, you know, don't want to keep banging on about it, but living together, I would suddenly come home and the sofa would be rearranged. And then well, it... I love that there's something about rearranging a living room that makes... I don't know, it's like fresh into your brain. What? I like it. I love... Is it, did you read a book on Feng Shui? No. That's no. That's what it sounds like. No, it's just... Sometimes I like things to be different. I like a bit of change. It stops me from buying things. <laughs> okay. All right, that's interesting. I haven't really been watching anything since the last show. I've been quite busy preparing for some other projects. What have you been doing? Um, all I've done is um, play Red Dead 2 still. Um, I can't understand. I've been reading a lot of people saying they got sort of about four or five chapters in. Yeah. And then started... You know, Fatigue? Get dis- yeah, and started to look at other games on the mm. shelf and get distracted. I haven't had that. I did start to think I need to know more about the story. And I just want to get to the end of the story. This is the last time I played it. So yeah. I started looking at the side missions and thinking... Do I skip a few? Do I need to do them? Do I need to 100% this game? Because I'm not a 100%er at all. Um, and then I did one side mission. No spoilers, but it's it, it's. I'm getting to that point where the, the side st- sort of quest chains are starting to end. Just starting to get to the climax of that. Oh, right. And with something that happened at the end of chapter four, I think it was... Mm. Yeah, it gets quite emotional. Okay. No, no, nothing like that. But <laughs> the side stories start to really right. hammer home, and it's quite. All nice. right, that's interesting. Yeah, it's all to do with the battle of morality that yeah, Arthur yeah. Morgan has from the start. So. I can't wait. Do you know what started happening with me? And I don't want to talk about this game too much because I did it at length last time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, your main character Arthur, who I didn't care about so much, I'm now cradling like my own child. <laughs> Those have you had the moments where he sits down with women from the camp and just lays out his yeah oh my wow yeah. okay if if you haven't played Red Dead Two yet uh, Red Dead Redemption Two sorry and you are wandering around the camp wondering why the camp is there yeah it's things like that yeah, that yeah. really make it a good game also there was one ev- there was one night where I sat down with the around the fire and there was other characters sharing their. Yeah. Souls. And you're like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Have you got drunk around the fire yet? Uh, only on that. There was a mission we had to do. We sort of did it. Not the getting drunk in the bar. 
No, no, there's one way you around the sort, fire. Yeah, you're when, celebrating. When Arthur starts to sing, honestly, it's amazing. Oh yeah. If no, you drink, oh yes, you, I have had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Two, um, and I've been watching a lot, and I mean a lot of the Good Place. Okay. Now, how do you feel about the Good Place? I Adam? can't stand it. I think you need to get to the end it's of the series. It's smug and pretentious, and I hate the humour of it. I think you need to get to the end of the first series. <sighs> no spoilers, but honestly, just do that. Like, we've made a promise. I will go through... I'll, I'll put up with Greg Davies. Yes. So Nick you... doesn't like Greg Davies, because I don't know why. He's got some sort of phobia of... I don't know. I don't know what it is. He's. Were you just, bullied by someone who looks like Greg Davis? Quite possibly. Yeah. It's just his face irritates me. He looks and... like Rick Mail. No, he does not. Oh, he does. Rick Mail's got the loveliest face, the funniest face. Greg Davies has one of those faces that it's the sneering. It's the sneering on his face that I don't like. You're Rick, so oh, bizarre. Hate it. He's the but, one. He's the funniest comedian no, out there. No. Anyway, um, yeah, the good place. You need to. At least get to the end of the first series. I just, it's just do it. It's just, not even, just do it. At the time when I watched it, everyone was telling me to watch it, and it's the funniest show ever. That is never not, a good sign for me. It's not the funniest show ever. I mean, uh, and I just didn't laugh. I think I laughed once in the first episode, and went mm. really after four episodes. There's one gag in the pilot that made me like it. I don't. Th- I don't see it as being this really funny show. Mm. I, I I enjoy the story. Because it's a really interesting, yeah, just the whole thing of the good place and the bad place and all that. Uh, yeah, it's... No, 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 no. Just, just watch it to the end of the first series. You need to promise me and the listeners that you'll get to the end of the first series at least. At some point over the next year, I will watch the end of the good tomorrow. Place. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, so I've been watching the good place, and I found out something interesting. Fremulon, Fremulon, you know the uh, um, yeah. production company is. Set up by I can't remember the name of the guy, but it's basically Moe's from the Office, the U.S. Office, which oh, is right. Dwight's brother, and he set up, set up it all. So he's 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 done the Office, the Good Place, Parks and Recreation, and oh. Brooklyn Nine Nine. So wow. guy's a genius, yeah, absolute genius. Fair enough. Oh, um, I'll tell you one thing I did do. Mm. Uh, actually, on the night that the last show went out. Because this probably is it the only significant thing that's happened. I went to see Escape from New York in Cineworld. Haven't you already seen it? Many times. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Did they, you... Basically, they brought out a uh, load of John Carpenter, uh, done 4K restorations. To, oh, yeah, I saw this. To celebrate, they brought back uh, The Fog, Escape from New York, and Prince of Darkness. And, and back They Live as well. Oh, and They Live. Mm. Now, I missed out on They Live in the Fog. I don't think they were showing nearby. But, I, yeah, I made an effort to see Escape from New York because it's possibly one of my favourite films ever. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. Yes. Is that the first time you've seen it in the cinema? Yes. Did it change anything? Did you did you notice things? Because I went to see... Um, I can't remember what it was now. There was a film that I went to see at the cinema that was an old one. This did you really not come? Good, but... Did you come with me and my old housemate Sean to a couple? We went to a few in the so. Odeon in Bath. Yeah. Like Ghostbusters, we saw in the original print, and it skipped the song. It jumped. It kept <laughs> skipping. Um, I can't remember. It was, it was certainly in Bath when we were there. Um, and I, yeah, for some reason, I can't remember the film. But yeah, I was no, I was picking up yeah, things yeah, that, that happens. You didn't notice before, just because of the size of the screen, I think. I think one of my favourite... Well, yeah. I mean, this will come up 
in the next couple of weeks, but I always try and make an effort to see It's a Wonderful Life on the big screen. No. <sighs> right, you may not like The Good Place. I don't like It's a Wonderful Life. Well, you're wrong to say that. You're wrong to say that about The Good film. Place. Boring film. <laughs> it's got everything in it. Although, Like it, what? Although, I have Has to it got colour? You don't need colour. No. Although, I have to say, um, Pottersville, the evil version of Bedford Falls. Do you the- remember no. Oh, see, you don't even remember the good bit. I, d- I was so uninterested in that film when you put it on. Right. Potters, they show in fact, what... I'm fairly certain that I walked out about two-thirds <laughs> through. The, the, we see what happens to Bedford Falls, this perfect little quaint American town. We see the evil version of it. Right. And it's all bars and casinos and girls, girls, girls and the neon lights and stuff. And you sort of think, I can't like to live there. What's it called? <laughs> Pottersville? Pottersville, yeah. Because the villain's called Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Potter. Potter. Mm. Anyway. Yes. What else? Did I, I watched Lost Boys as well. Oh, yeah. Lost Boys. Love yes. Lost Boys. First time I've ever seen it. You're mad. Well, yeah. Lost, <laughs> Lost Boys. Well, I blame you. I lived with you for three years and you never once made me watch the Lost Boys. No, that's true. No, that's Shame. True. <laughs> Shame. Uh, yeah. I do. I love the Lost Boys. Yeah, it's The great. Lost Boys is... It's the prototype Buffy vampire. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It is. I mean, like the remember the Buffy film, mm. <laughs> the funniest vampire ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the that that is basically Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The whole yeah. tone, everything about it is. Is Lost that Boys. all Fright Night? Have you seen Fright Night? I have not seen Fright Night. Oh, not no. that I remember anyway. Was there a remake of Fright Night? There was, and it was terrible. I think I've seen the remake of Fright Night. Fright Night's Rear Window meets Lost Boys. I haven't seen Rear Window. Oh, no, right. God. My Christmas present from you, because apparently we're doing that now. Are we? Have we ever bought each other a Christmas present? I don't know. I remember you buying you an Easter egg and never got one in return. <laughs> Maybe one year you'll get one. Mm. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, for my Christmas present, you have to buy me the entire Alfred Hitchcock collection, because uh, I have never seen an Alfred Hitchcock right. film. Jesus. It's my, it's my worst... Right, with that in mind, let's put a song on. I'm sorry. I'm not going to put the one you suggested on. We're going to put a Hitchcock song on now. Okay. Screen Bucket on Northart FM. Beep boop. You have one message. Message one. Oh, hi. Uh, Screen Bucket. It's James Cameron here. Um, and I just want to give you a call because uh, I've got this new idea for a new film series. Um, it's basically about these orange squirrels, and they're on a distant planet blowing things up. If you're interested, give me a call. Um, I know that I've got a reputation, but I promise not to go over budget this time. I'm going to keep it together. Oh, yeah, of course. Just um, take I'll tell you what, take the 50. Take the 50. Anyway, see you later, Screen Bucket. Bye. Uh... <laughs> did you do that falling down <sighs> oh mademoiselle would you like to have a film discussion oh yes monsieur I'd love to have an in-depth film discussion with you like that do on screen bucket Falling Down is a 1993 thriller film by Joel Schumacher. Uh, the film stars Michael Douglas as Defense, as he's referred to, a 9-to-5 office slub who goes a bit mad. 
and decides to journey across LA in time for his daughter's birthday party. Aww. Isn't that nice? He just loves his daughter. Yes. He's also a complete psychopath and unleashes hell along his journey through LA until he's eventually tracked down by almost retiree Martin Prendergast, played by Robert Duvall. <sighs> Why did you make me watch this film, Nick? Because... I, like someone had described it to me in the past, and neither of us have seen this before. No, we haven't. No, um, but someone had described it to me in the past, and I what I took away from it that it was that it was basically curb your enthusiasm, but with guns. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's no, not. It's not. Do you want to explain what happens in a bit more detail? Okay, so the film starts um, in traffic. Yep. Uh, Michael Douglas is in his car, and it's very hot. Mm-hmm. And nothing is going his way. No, no. Um, everyone, all the sort of fellow um, traffic commuters, people, commuters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they are very annoying. Yep. There's kids waving things out the windows. Um, yeah, it's just a, a stereotypical uh, mutated fly lands on his neck. Oh yeah, and he's trying to kill it, <laughs> but he can't get it. Yeah, um, he tries to get his aircon going. That didn't work. Tries to wind down his window. The handle for winding down his window doesn't work. Um, eventually, he snaps and decides he wants to go home. Yeah, abandons his car in the freeway. Now we don't know what he means by go home. No. So he gets out the car. Yeah. And someone goes, "Hey, buddy, you can't get out of the mm. car here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, I'm going home. Mm. And he just walks off into the shrubbery. Well, he runs off. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. With his briefcase. Yeah, He's yeah, got yeah, his briefcase. Yeah. Yeah. But at this point, he seems like... I don't know. He reminded me of Howl from Malcolm Middle at this point. He was just like a schlub who just wants to go back to his <laughs> wife. And the first thing he does is he, he goes to a uh, phone booth and tr- phones... A woman with kids. Yeah. And he then he sort of freaks out a bit and doesn't talk to them. And hangs up. Yeah. And hangs up. So he's like, okay. Because you think at first, oh, it's his wife and kids. And then things take a bit of a turn. Well, I mean, the, the, the tone, I immediately realised I'd misunderstood what this film was going to be about was that opening segment when they're in traffic. Yeah. I got serious rage. <laughs> like, at this moment, so I was watching it last night and mm-hmm. I'd sat down with my pizza. Yep. And my cat, while I was watching this, my cat started trying to climb behind the TV and strangle itself on the cables. Okay. Um, so I was getting annoyed at the cat. Yeah. Um, this TV was too loud, so I was starting to try and turn down the TV. <laughs> and then, as I mentioned with my tooth, a bit of the pizza went onto the wrong... The crust of the pizza went onto the wrong side of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. And I bit down onto the sore bit of my tooth, so... Oh, that's... Oh, we should film... <laughs> You putting on falling down and going mad. That'd be amazing. But it was, it, I was irritated. Like, all those things don't usually irritate me, but the way yeah. that opening scene is directed, I felt so much yeah. anxiety it's and good. rage. It, it uses a lot of very extreme close-ups. And yes. although we were saying before we recorded, Office Space opens the same way. Yes. And it's yes. so different in tone. Yeah. When did Office Space come out? Nine ninety nine. 98, Because I wonder if they might have drawn it, a little I, bit. I imagine it, yeah. so. I think there is. I think they even mentioned falling down. Possibly, yeah. I think, although I wasn't keyed into it, I might be now, falling down, having a falling down moment is a thing, people say. Right, okay. Like, he had a falling down moment. Someone snapped. You know. 
Which a I've th- never bit heard more of. than a falling down moment. Because what happens after he leaves, Adam? Well, for me, it's uh, you know, it's more like having the case of the Mondays. Do you remember yeah, that? I reckon if someone said to what's his name, Bill, is it? I think it's Bill in falling down about having a case of the Mondays. <laughs> he would probably shoot them in the face. <laughs> Or the leg, more specifically. Oh, like, it'd be nice to re-edit. This is the film that has been referenced in so much material. Yes. It almost feels like you could cross it over. Anyway, anyway, we're going off point. <laughs> the first thing he does when he's suddenly free of the car, he goes to a, a Korean supermarket. This is the tone of the film, because it made me suddenly go, oh, <laughs> and feel a bit uncomfortable. He basically, he feels like a can of Coke costs too much. 85 cents. As opposed to 50 cents that he wants to pay. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, it switches. He starts uh, he starts taking the mick out of the Korean guy's accent. Yeah. And about... he starts talking about how he's come to my country. He can't even speak, speak my properly, language. Yeah. And then... He wants him to say five, doesn't he? Yeah. He says there's an F in... Or yeah, V in five. V in five, yeah. Uh, and then he starts just trashing the place, saying everything's too expensive. Well, it's interesting, because at the beginning, when, it, when this interaction between the two first starts, you mm. are kind of on Michael Douglas's side. Because you're agreeing, you're going, yeah, that is too much for a can of Coke. And then almost instantly, it's, it's as he goes to walk out the door, mm. he turns around and you don't like Michael Douglas anymore. He is not a yeah. nice person. I don't know. I think I think my hackles are up a bit almost immediately. I was like, mm. it's when he starts talking about the accent. Well, yeah, yeah. What That's the thing. That's From that moment, he starts using rhetoric that racists use, basically. Yeah. But is that, would that, it's interesting, this is a bit off topic, would that have been considered, well, if we were in 1993 it came out, mm-hmm. in 1993 if we were watching it, would we have had it's the a, same reaction? It's an interesting argument, and I think at the time I read, there was negative, right? Okay. but it was very specifically from like the the Korean... Yeah, quite rightly, I mean... Mm-hmm. Whatever, the representative... Because it's not just that, it's the treatment of a lot of minorities in it. Yes. And this is where, so, this is why I'm baffled you didn't know it's LA, because it's such an LA thing. Well, now you've said it, I can see it. You've got all the street gangs, you've got Mexican. You've got the bodybuilders. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Venice Beach. Even oh, talk- yeah, they go to Venice Beach. Oh, Where what? the climax happens. Oh, I feel bad now. But anyway, yeah, so, yeah, I... What follows on from there is he just goes from one point to another, causing. We've been too negative on it. What it's doing is it's it's commenting on society and the world at large. This is where the Kirby enthusiasm thing comes in, because he's he's critiquing the fact that prices have gone up. Yeah, but he does so in a way that he trashes a guy's shop and yeah. beats it and you know, scares the hell out of him. He, he then goes to a park and he's um, drinking his soda in the park Yep, uh, that he did pay 50 cents for. And oh, yes, he did leave the money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And then some gang guys come up to him and start picking on him. Yes. And he then complains about the fact he just wants to sit and drink a soda in the park. Um and he doesn't want to have this confrontation with the gang people. Yeah. Um, they... Well, he tries to back off, doesn't he? He tries to say, yeah. all right, I respect that I'm on your, yeah. I'm in your garden, I'm in your yard, I'll, yeah. I'll leave. And they don't let him leave. No. They pull a switch knife on him, and um, <laughs> which reminds me of the next bit when he walk, when he's walking away. So he basically, he, he beats him up, essentially. He uses yeah. his briefcase. To... uses his baseball bat that he stole from the yeah. shopkeeper. Yeah. Um, and 
the guy's run off and as he's walking away he's got the switch knife and he goes I wonder how one of these things actually works yeah. or how is it a switch knife that? or a butterfly knife I don't know it's a butterfly isn't it switch is when it I hits. don't know I'm not a knife <laughs> expert so those two interactions from there you can see where the plot's going he keeps meeting these people he keeps interestingly he keeps upgrading his weapons yeah so he's gone from baseball bat to knife it's a bit it's 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 also as he, yeah, and as he gets more, because he does get more crazy as the film goes. Oh, on, absolutely, he loses it completely. Well, you can tell that it's bookmarked by he keeps phoning his yeah, as we discover his ex-wife yeah, who Just, he has uh she has a um strict restraining order that's the word mm-hmm. um against him, and each time he phones her after each sort of chapter of what's going on yeah, and he gets more and more demented yeah, but his morals get better as he goes on as well. What? I think they do. It's because it kind of climaxes with the Nazi in the um, what's the type of shop called? Oh, he goes to like a military surplus. Surplus, that's it. Yeah, yeah. army surplus. Um, and he sees the Nazi, and the Nazi thinks that he's one of them. Yeah, and he makes that point of saying, "I'm not one of you," and then yeah, obviously that's he, true. he ends up killing. Spoilers: the Nazi guy. Um. And it's kind of from that point on, he, he, he I mean, he's he's nice to people well, all the way the, through, the, except for the Korean guy. <laughs> That's the only person he's not nice to. The Nazi thing was interesting because um, he immediately recognises this guy as an ally. He immediately sees Michael Douglas as an ally. Yeah. Uh, because he's been listening on, on the police scanner. Yeah. Because the B story where we meet the actual hero yeah. is... Robert Duvall. Yeah, Robert Duval playing uh, a part of a a police sergeant who's been injured previously and now is a desk jockey, essentially. Yeah. And, and he's so on the last day of his job as well. on the last day of his job. Oh, that stereotype. I love it. It's a, yeah, it is a stereotype. In this one, it works quite nicely because they're acting against it. It's a bit genre savvy. Like, everyone, everyone, including him, are aware that he could get injured at any point. Yeah. They even mention another guy who retired. Who was on the way to his car got run down, and how oh. <laughs> you know, um, who's got the worst wife? Well, no, she's not the worst wife. She's mental. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that she's the worst wife. She's just she's clearly got a lot of issues. She does. Well, th- there's yeah. I mean, I'll mention that later. But there is an interesting. This is this is because it's ninety three. This wouldn't happen now. There's a very. Pro male vibe going on. Oh, there's one bit towards the end. The last interaction you have with his wife, actually. Yes, yeah, that's exactly what's in my mind. You're like, mm. ooh. In nineteen ninety three you go, Yeah. In two thousand eighteen you go, Well that's not right. And it reminded me of another uh, stereotype from from the eighties and nineties films that and T V actually as well. That being a man you can't say I love you. Yeah. It's a thing that men don't say. And you're like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's weird how... That's, uh, Interesting, isn't it? How far we've come. Oh, God. It's not even that. It's just a weird culture shift. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, the story quite progresses quite interestingly. Michael Douglas eventually catches up with his wife, his ex-wife and daughter, while um, Prendergast is on his tail, uh, sort of picks him... He works with an old partner, doesn't he, to try and catch him on his yeah. last day. And everyone else is dismissing him. It's only at the end does he really go, no, I need to 
we need to do this. We need to stop this man in his white shirt and tie. Well, there's, I mean, this is this is really reaching here, but it's quite a, a similar kind of um, comparison to Blade Runner. What? So you've got bear with me here. So you've got the Harrison Ford character, yeah, which is um, yeah. Robert Duvall, okay, hunting down the bad guy, mm-hmm. and you see the bad guy all the way through. You see them doing all these horrible things, but at the same time, you kind of understand why he's doing those things. Well. Okay. And then by the end, there, there, there's no winner in that final. Yeah. Okay. I get that. However, in the language of the film, Michael Douglas is portrayed as the protagonist. Yes. Now I realise that the the film is a tragedy. It's a spiral of descent of evil, which he doesn't even realise to the end when he suddenly goes, "Am I the bad guy?" Yeah, it's amazing. That was, I really like that. That bit. was a cool moment. But the we're still seeing him two thirds of the time. We're only seeing Prendergast. Yes, yeah. Blade Runner is a weird example. You only really follow Deckard. Well, no, you do. You see glimpses of what they're doing, but you don't follow them. Michael Douglas, we're mm, following. Yeah, true. You don't know what they're doing, whereas you know what Michael Douglas is doing. Yeah. Mm. Now, there's no mystery because you know it's all laid out in front of you. Yeah. Now, this is where... My real issue comes from it. Now, do you remember when we watched Rampage? Which one was... Hang on. Oh, is this the one with the kid that shoots everything? He dresses up in armour, walks down the road and kills everyone. Yeah. And it, and that film made me feel sick. Yeah. I hated that so much. Um, mainly for the idea of who's being inspired by this film. Yeah. And it, yeah, really, really uncomfortable. There was also there was a game called... Hatred or something, or blackness. My heart is black, or whatever it was. Same thing. You go around murdering people, you go to a high school and start shooting people. Mm. Uh, and you go, well, you could argue it's satire, but it's not, is it? It's, 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 yeah. Um, now, this film has actually been called out as inspiring a, a mass murderer. That doesn't surprise me. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. 2015 Chapel Hill shooting. Oh, right, okay. It was his favourite film, and he watched it over and over again. And his wife... Wait, I'm just reading this now. It's saying he thought it was hilarious. He had no compassion at all. That's the problem, though. You can't take a film... Because there is a very good message to Falling Down, which is that mental health is a serious problem. And... What it is, it is. It is. It's, it's it's talking about how I guess you're, you're watching Michael Douglas descend into more and more mental health issues. Well, the, and... it's it's the other thing is the portrayal of, of the angry white male, which is the um, which he definitely is. He's yeah, a, he's a he's not military, but he well, he has a background in in military. Yeah, he went to was it Nam? He was in. And they made comments throughout, and there were there was a trickle of veteran. I mean, how on. else would he know how to shoot? How else? Well, he would... doesn't really. His trigger discipline's awful. Well, yeah. <laughs> Those when what... he's in the whammy burger. <laughs> no, the bigger one. This is, and this is the other thing as well. The tonally, it's so weird because there are these gag moments when he fires the bazooka. Oh. Oh, what that the hell I lo- was the oh, whole that scene? was amazing. It, it, right, it seems to be whenever he's got this kid. Yeah. 
and it's always the kid that brings the humor into it. So like that with the bazooka, so where the kid's to... showing him how to use a bazooka. The kid, the kid saw him. Uh, yeah. So what film are you shooting? Uh... <laughs> That's just a comedy scene. Yeah. What? <laughs> that... It doesn't fit in. I thought it did because it's. The... If if there was no, do you know what that that scene works in the last action hero? That's the last action hero scene. Right. It, you, the thing you got to remember, it's 1993. Yeah. It's Michael Douglas. Right. It's Joel Schumacher. Yeah. I think tonally it does fit very well with those three things. There's seriousness. There is an underlying message that gets even more serious as the years go on because obviously we're, use that term we used last time, woke. Mm. We're seeing these things a lot more. But because it's 1993, because it's Joel Schumacher who was the master of the, you know, these kinds of action 90s films, um, and because it's Michael Douglas, and people have to still like Michael Douglas because he's one of those people, especially at the time, just coming off the back of Jewel of the Nile and whatnot. Right, right, right. I think totally it does fit for 1993. Ugh. The only thing I kept thinking was, now I understand what Frank Grimes' character came from from The Simpsons. And do you deserve any of it? No! <gasps> what are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying you're what's wrong with America, Simpson. You coast through life, you do as little as possible, and you leech off decent, hard-working people like me. <laughs> if you lived in any other country in the world, you'd have starved to death long ago. Yes. <laughs> That's the only thing I kept thinking. Uh, also, the so food... Frank Grimes is one... Traffic jam away from murdering everyone in the Simpsons. We tried, didn't he? Grimesy. See? He gets so sick of everyone calling him Grimesy, he kills himself. In a oh, mutual... yeah, he kills himself, yeah, yeah, but he sure. doesn't try and kill oh, everyone sure. else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know what to feel about this film. I, you asked me, you said earlier you enjoyed it. I can't say I enjoyed it. I respect it. Mm. And now I understand where the references all come from. Yeah. But I didn't enjoy it. It I... made me feel uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I didn't enjoy watching it, but I really liked it. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's all I would say. Oh, oh hello, hello. Buenas noches, eh? Adam's Film Reviews Assassination Nation 2018 My name is Lily Coulson and I'm 18 years old These are my three best friends M, Bex and Sarah And this is the story of how my town Salem lost its mind. But let's start at the beginning. Dude, the principal got hacked. I'll give him like five days before he commits suicide. 
I'm sorry, I just don't have any sympathy for people that get hacked. For real? There's two types of people in this world. People that have come to terms with privacy is just dead. Then there's the old people that are still trying to fight it. What do you have to hide anyway, Lil? A million nudes, super gross porn history, and like super pervy texts about almost everyone at this school. Me too. Me three. <laughs> I think it was some like socially conscious vigilante hacker guy. I live for this type of scandal, to be honest. It looks like half of Salem just got hacked. <laughs> There's nothing anybody can do to get these videos down. Unfortunately, sir, it's uh, very difficult to stop the internet. When 17,000 people's texts and emails get leaked, people get really weird. Run, Lily! Who sees a naked photo of a girl and their first thought is, yo, I gotta kill this girl. Where do you think you're going, Lily? Way more people than you'd think. Written and directed by Sam Levinson, Assassination Nation whisks us away to modern-day Salem, Massachusetts, where we are introduced to 18-year-old Lily and her best friends Bex, M, and Sarah. While we are led to believe the group are just regular teenage girls, we quickly find that Lily is highly gifted and perhaps just a tad over socially conscious. But she isn't without faults. Despite having a boyfriend her age, Lily is constantly messaged by someone known as Daddy, who she frequently texts and sends risque pictures to. Things take a drastic turn when the local mayor is hacked and his career and his life are thrown into disarray when his private photos are leaked across the town. And he isn't the last. Next, the school principal, then the town, including Lily. Text messages, photos, financial information, everything is suddenly exposed to the world, and the finger of blame soon falls on one particular group of teenage girls. In no time at all, the girls become victims to a growing campaign of hate and revenge, and what starts as a simple prank becomes a fight for survival. Assassination Nation is an incredible film. Stylish almost to a fault, the black comedy is delivered with venomous glee, and the social commentary doesn't hold back in the slightest. Don't take the trailer at face value, there is so much more going on than a simple purge movie. If anything, this is a modern retelling of the Salem witch trials through the lens of a 70s exploitation film, and it left me with a real bitter taste in my mouth. The performances of the main cast were passable, with Odessa Young as Lily standing head and shoulders above the rest. Joel McHale also provides an impressively and surprisingly dark performance. Sadly, Assassination Nation is no longer out in the cinema, but I highly, highly recommend picking it up however you can, for a real dose of dark, violent social commentary. Seriously, this might be the hardest 18 I've seen in years, and I loved it. This is your world. You built this. Don't take your hate out on me, I just got here. You may kill me, but she can't kill us all. Hello, podcast. Welcome back. Hello. Did you enjoy that, Adam? Yes. Can, what was your favourite bit? It depends what 
where I put this part of the podcast. That's fair enough answer. <laughs> so, the wonders of editing. Yes. Now, Adam, I wanted to talk to you about um, a certain TV program that came out on Netflix this year. Um, and it's something that I, I would say I fell in love with it. Right. Now, the last time we recorded this was, what, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You came round to mine. Yes. And uh, as what quite often happens when you come round to mine, I force tripe uh, oh, down uh, your throat. Yes, tripe. Um, yeah, so I make you watch something that I've been enjoying, that I think you'll enjoy, and sometimes you like it, sometimes you don't. Last time it was American Vandal, which if you haven't seen American Vandal, go watch American Vandal. But this time, it was a little animated cartoon called Final Space. Yes. Now... I think you ended up watching, what, five episodes? Four episodes? You watched a fair few episodes. I know you're sick of it. Although I don't remember. The thing is, they're very, very short episodes, and they kind of all, because it's a continuous story, so it all kind of bends into one. Yeah. But I just wanted to talk about it, because I think it's possibly my favourite series that I've watched this year. Okay. Bearing in mind there's been The Sinner, Series 2. There's been... The House on Haunt- Haunting of Hill House. Yep, well done. Um, what else has been this year? Sabrina. Sabrina. <laughs> Making a Murderer Series 2, which you still haven't I've watched. I've not seen any of it. Well, you have seen the first series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and despite all that, this series of Final Space, I binge-watched it so quickly, and I can't get over how good it is. It just the, the, the series builds and builds to a massive climax and gets better and better with each episode. All right. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to talk about it and say because it's kind of flown under the radar, the radar a little bit. Um, and I think everyone should watch it. So. Yeah, I think the first you told me about it first. I did mm. hear some uh, writers from 2000 AD thinking it would be silly and dumb and going, oh, actually, that's a really impressive sci-fi It is concept. genuinely really impressive. I, I, you know what? Maybe I just need to keep watching it. I don't get the drag of it. Nothing's grabbed hold of me. I kind of, there's a moment, I think it might be episode six. It's around then. Right. And I hate, can I just say, I hate that. I hate that to get into a show. It's, it's not so much the getting into it. Okay. I know what you're going to say. It's the whole Breaking Bad, we'll get through the first three episodes kind of thing. Well, it's everything. Bojack. I had to go for a second round on Bojack, and there's only... When... See, oh, I love that from the first... Oh, I, just... I think I might have rewatched the first episode twice, but... But watching it, having watched it fairly recently, there is a moment when it gets its teeth it in. It all clicks, yeah. Uh, and that's the moment you have to wait for. And I gave Bojack a chance... Final Space I did really enjoy because I love sci-fi and I love space stuff. And it feels the gap that Futurama has left. Yes, very much so. Rick and Morty doesn't. That's different. No, it's that's a whole different, different thing. Yeah. But with Final that, that going back to that, there's a moment, I think it's episode six, mm. where something happens and you realise it's not just a silly comedy anymore. Okay. And it's that that... It gets this. It almost punches you in the stomach with this massive depth that okay, makes you go, right, yeah. "Oh wow!" <laughs> and it, like I, oh, I, I think I actually said out loud, "Oh wow!" All um, right. So yeah, just carry on watching it, Adam, and any listeners out there, if you haven't seen it yet, just 
Go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, mm. yeah. There's one series on there at the moment. There is a second series being developed at the moment. As well, well, I'll tell you what I'm excited for. What's that? Happy Series 2. Oh, that's been announced, hasn't it? Yes. Mm. And people are hoping that it's going to come out same sort of time as last year, which is December. So any time now. Really? Yeah. Well, it came out in America December. We got it in April. Right, okay. But it is set at Christmas. But then if it's anything like The Sinner, The Sinner Series 2, hmm. which, by the way, anyone out there, if you haven't seen The Sinner, again, another thing to go watch. Oh, There's so much. I know, much. I know. But you have to choose the best things. The Sinner Series 2 came out when me and Annis were in America, when it was in America. Okay. Which was in August. Right. And then in the, in the, in the England, it came out Two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Something like that? All right. So, yeah, that took a long time to turn around. Um, they say, though, that if it's successful, the UK Netflix pick it up straight away. But the cinema ha- was huge. Which has happened... Oh, yeah, you say that. I don't know what it is. Um, so you need to watch it, mate. <sighs> Especially that... Happy. Yeah. All I care about is happy. Happy is everything that Preacher does well. Yeah. Times ten. But the sinner... Has, oh, just shut up about the sinner. But the sinner has Bill Pullman in it. I don't care. Happy is the best show ever. But the sinner. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's move on. Let's go back to the radio the show before I punch him. And the news at when? When now? This is the news. This week, it was announced that Fortnite has reached 200 million players. Yay! Just think about that, Adam. 200 million players. There are only 7 billion people on this planet. Yeah, but that probably counts people like me who played it for about an hour. Oh, yeah, it does. But still, even so, that it's just Fortnite forever baffles me. Um, also, this week, is uh, Marvel... Or Netflix announced that they're not going to be renewing uh, the next series of Daredevil. 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 Yes, I heard that. You watched Daredevil? No. Mm, that's very good. You should. I mean, especially the first series. Yeah, everyone says it. I don't. I'm not interested. Yeah. Well, I reckon you should. Now it's been cancelled. Well, now it's been cancelled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yes, but apparently there's rumours that there's going to be something for the MCU for Daredevil. What was that? The Protectors. The Defenders. Defenders. That was uh, this, all the series coming together. Well, this is the interesting thrift thing. This is the interesting thing. So, Netflix have announced that Luke Cage and Iron Fist right. have been cancelled. Okay. Daredevil's now been cancelled, which was the flagship show for uh-huh. that whole series. Jessica Jones is still carrying on. There is going to be at least a third series of Jessica Jones. Okay. And The Punisher, which is linked, but not one of the Defenders series, mm. that's also going to have a second series. Oh, right. Now, I don't know if that's because they've already started production. Is this still the there. news? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I have no interest in this. Anyways, yeah, we might be getting a Daredevil Marvel film. Great. Also, there's going to be, you're going to love this, Adam, Yeah. a live-action Pinocchio remake. Why? Because it's live-action. Pinocchio. Look, right, you were saying earlier about why is there a Lion King. Why is there a Lion King? Because it's happening, all right, and it looks amazing. But why are you swapping one animation for another? It's nothing. Because that's fine. It's if fine. They, right. If, it's been 18 years if no since one says, Lion King came out. Uh, so it's still 20 fine. 20 years. 20, no, 24. 
22 something like that years. Right, I still haven't watched it. I never will. Anyway, Tom Hanks has offered his name for Geppetto. Right. Mm. Uh, also, the Gears of War movie has a writer. Yeah. F. Scott Frazier. The man who wrote Triple X Return of Xander Cage. You like Gears of War. Looking forward to the film, Adam? No. No. (laughs) Um, Also this week, we had the Happy Death Day to You trailer. There already has been one. Has there? I watched one ages ago. What, the second Happy Death Day trailer? Oh, the second them. Happy Death Day. No, no, the, no. The, well, I didn't even know there was going to be a Happy Death Day to you until this week. Yeah, so. yeah, that's what ages ago. Anyway, yeah, well, there's a Happy Death Day to you trailer. Yeah, it looks and great. It does. It's, uh, Is it the one when she's... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and lastly, this week's news. There hasn't been much in the news this week. No, but sounds what, it. <laughs> what was announced, Sylvester Sloan has said that he is officially retiring Rocky Balboa. Yay! Why are you happy about that? Because he's an old man. So, it's Rocky Balboa. I mean... Does... It's like he's... Is, have they crossed... Have they just closed the door to Rocky so Creed can carry on? Well, yeah, but I, I would imagine so. I mean, Rocky, it's just... There's been as many Rocky films as there has been Star Wars films. Just think about that. Yeah, and Star Wars is... Uh... Still going strong, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Mm. Well, the main series is. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I just uh, For me, Rocky Balboa is my childhood, and it's one of my favourite films of all time. So, Rocky Balboa? Not is. Rocky Balboa, no, although I still liked it. No, I like Rocky Balboa. Yeah. It's good. Uh, it gets a lot of hate, but is I think it? it's great. Yeah, it was. It did not do well when it first came out, and people didn't it? really disliked it. Yeah. It was really good. Mm. Oh, well. Hollow Dell Media's Screen Bucket with Adam and Nick. I want to talk briefly about Article 13. Ugh. It's something that is troubling me. Okay. Do you, know, do you know what it is? Something to do with uh, video rights on YouTube, specifically YouTube. Not specifically YouTube, but nah. particularly YouTube. Yes, basically, yeah. So it's it's a new copyright directive that's currently going through the EU. Yes. Um, which has actually been voted in by the European Parliament. It's not law yet, but it's heading that way. The full title is the European Union Directive on Copyright in the Digital Single Market. Currently, if you share copyright material... Right. So, okay, you share Sony's song, right? Okay. Sony, if they detect that, will say, Oi! Give us some money. The, and pull the video or... Talking about YouTube specifically. Stick some adverts on it. Stick some adverts that they get the money for. Yeah. Fine. Happy with that. Mm-hmm. A lot of the videos we've done on From the Sofa are exactly that. And I, yeah. it's fine. What this new directive essentially is saying is it's no longer on the copyright owners. It's not on them. Right. It's on the service provider. Right. It's on YouTube to deal with it. Right. Which means YouTube could be fined for people sharing copyright copywritten material. Right. So if you share a Sony song... I mean, you said about them being liable, mm-hmm. but there has to be a claimant. So if the claimant is the EU, that's all wrong. No, no, if no. If the no. claimant is Sony, mm-hmm. then it's still the same as it is now, surely. No, because currently the copyright holder can say, stop that, 
take the video down or we sue, essentially. Right. Now, they won't say that. They'll say, Oi, YouTube, why haven't you got rid of that? So rather than the user being in the firing line, now YouTube is in trouble. They might get sued. To boil it right down, that's my understanding of it. Right. But it's not just YouTube. It's everything. So those GIFs we share on Twitter, that's copyrighted material. Not my GIFs. Your GIFs are in trouble. Don't you call it a GIF. I'll come <laughs> over the other side of this table and I'll beat you up. But we... Wait, no, my GIFs. You can't... Just go back to the GIFs. That's my lifeblood, man. Me too. You that's can't how take I... my GIFs away. That's how we communicate. <laughs> Who do we go co- to? But they're copywritten. No, they're not. Who on do we to- go to? On top of that... Let's take this to the European <laughs> Court. Save the GIF. On top of that, uh, it doesn't really affect us because we're a bit older and it doesn't make sense in my brain. Memes... What do you mean? Are we right? Memes have been round since the dawn of time. Yes. You remember spam? You remember spam? Yes. Where you palm to the forehead? What? Where you spam and you put your palm on the forehead? What are you talking about? You, don't, you must have had this in the playground. Let's not derail you with your weird island rituals. Spam. Oh, I, right, listeners. Did you used to you... burn wicker men as well? That was that was high school. Okay. In middle school, you had spam. Listeners, if you're out there, you need to let us know if you had spam as well, where you would say spam and then you would... Like, what are you talking you, about? You'd like high-five someone's forehead, <laughs> essentially. What? <laughs> What's this got to do with memes? Well, that was technically a meme because it was a popular thing. And I think it came from... Well, I'm talking about well. internet memes. All right, okay. Not strange... But what I mean is memes have been around since the dawn of time, right? Right. So even before the internet, there were still things that were like. But what I'm talking about is copywritten products. Right. Is is this really a big thing, or is this more that YouTube are overreacting? Because they're going to have to do more work now. That's the thing. It's not just YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. They're all liable for people sharing copywritten material. But on Twitter and Facebook, right. If someone shares something, that's their own page. YouTube's different because it's a service provider. No, no, your Twitter and Facebook still own your page. That's why they can ban people. That's true. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to ban people. That's true. But think about from the sofa. We wouldn't be able to do from the sofa at all. It'd be dead. Because then, how are they getting this through then? Because here's the thing: when Internet streaming and stuff first happened. I'm talking Kazar and Bearshare and all those... LimeWire. Yes. All those terrible things that none of us admit to having. Azure. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Um, but... Uh, BitTorrent. Yeah. BitTorrent was the big famous one. The music industry went into meltdown about that. Yeah. They freaked out. Quite and, rightly. Yes. Because people were suddenly sharing all their music without paying for it. Yeah. Which actually forced streaming to become... A regulated thing and actually was very good in the end. Yes. Everyone, I feel like everyone assumed that that was it then. It was dealt with. They made songs affordable on iTunes, 79p, done. I thought that was it. They were not finished. They pushed this through. This is a whole industry thing, and I think it's particularly the music industry as opposed to the film industry. Well, it, it, it certainly this is a lot to do with the music industry because you know you can just pick a song stick it on a video and done and yeah I, I kind of get that but what scares me about it so assume this all goes through right it means effectively Europe is blocked out of 
the current modern world that we live in. Why it will affect us is because we're not actually going to leave the EU. It's not that, unfortunately. Internet providers are international, right? Right. They will not block a huge portion of their audience for the sake of the others. Yeah. They will apply it universally. And you can see that when GDPR came in, which was an EU thing, and every, (laughs) no matter what country did it. Yeah. This was explained in the... uh, Matt Pat's amazing video on Article 13. Um, I think it was Game Theory or possibly Film Theory. One of the two. Film Theory. I think it was a Film Theory. Mm. Um, Describes this very well and it's quite terrifying. So if you want an intellectual discussion on it. <laughs> Rather there, than someone with their phone open uh, trying to sort of read it and talk about it at the same time. And the other person going, ah! Um, but my point is, if this goes through... It's more like, and it is as bad as YouTube and MatPack and whoever says it is. Surely it's just going to kill YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Yes. Does the world not now run on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook? Well, that's the thing. So if YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook die. Will Facebook and Twitter die? Probably not. Well, Facebook's getting. Well, Facebook's already uh, evil and sinister, and I hate it anyway. But YouTube has. Using material, even though it is questionable about copyright sometimes people have created a whole new brand of entertainment through mixing and matching and memeing and now this is this is interesting right so youtube are the ones that are kicking up the most fuss right Uh uh-huh why are twitch not kicking up as much fuss video games are weird but the twitch isn't just video games no it's true it's everything now twitch is effectively what youtube was 10 years ago yeah so, and I think YouTube are scared about that, and they're going about things all the... I mean, you talk about Facebook being evil, YouTube mm-hmm. are just the worst. Yes. Here, content creators, we're going to pay you less now. Yes. The people that Unless made them who they are. fit into the very specific formula. Yeah. Um, yes, well, Twitch doesn't tend to... You still can't share, like, films and music and stuff. That's true. That's, and that's the scary thing. Because video games are slightly different because there's almost a clause of permission given in the video game terms and conditions as yes. long as you don't abuse it I, I, I don't I can't say that for fact but I'm sure that's the case well this is that's how... why Nintendo are dod- people don't like Nintendo yeah, because they, they say everything. no yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the, and that's also where copyright is at the moment is that because the onus is on the um... but no but this will affect Twitch this will heavily affect Twitch because at the moment, like you said, the onus is on the copyright holder yeah. to um, go after people if they want to, uh-huh. and that's why video games get a massive break as far as stream is concerned because it's free publicity for the video game yeah, yeah, developer. Absolutely. So if the onus now goes onto the platform holder, not the uh-huh. copyright holder, yeah. Twitch is dead. Well, well, that's interesting. That might be worth researching. Hmm. Why Twitch? I can't be bothered. No, me neither. <laughs> So basically, basically the world's coming to an end again. Yeah. Okay, good. The current world as we know it might be on a precipice. Now, some people have said that it's a bit overblown and that it's just another Y2K sort of thing. There's big climatic things happening. We can't control it. Oh, it didn't happen anyway. I think that's naive these days. I think the last two years have shown us anything can happen, whether we think it's ridiculous or not. The only silver lining is it might encourage people to be more creative. Yes. Rather than share a clip of what they're talking about 
They Maybe create we'll something. Act it out. Uh, Who knows? Well, we'll find out, won't we? Yeah, I'm going to keep a close eye on this because it might affect certain things we're working on. Yes. But in the meantime, should we have another song? Yes, let's. Well, howdy. Have you seen my new product or my old product? Whatever you like, I've got a product. Ugh. Advertising doesn't have to be this on the nose. If you have a product or service you want to see advertised on this radio station, please head to www.northheartsfm.com forward slash advertising dash sponsorship. And you can hear your product or service right here. If you're enjoying this show, please consider taking out a sponsorship and helping us create the thing you like. You won't have to listen to this joker. Well, that's not very nice of all the things I do for you. I've got a snake in my boot. You have one message. Message one. Ah, scream buckets, General Butler. I just thought I'd give you a cock at o'clock in the morning. And, oh, I'm wasted. I think I laid a scotch egg tonight and I smashed it down your throat. Anyway, I've got this great idea for a film. Oh, I know what was I saying? What are you doing down there? Yeah! Simon Pegg, is that you? I'm just coming out. <laughs> Perfect. Adam, I'm scared. Uh, yeah, I think I've awoken Nick to the problems of Article 13. We were curious about Twitch and how Article 13 applies to it, so I did some digging. Oh dear. Talking of digging, can I just dig a hole somewhere and go and crawl into <laughs> it? <laughs> so, just to clarify, currently there's a what's called fair use. You are Yes, you are broadcasting a game that is copyrighted material, however... Your commentary, your interaction, your chat, modify. Yeah, you've changed the content. You've made it something different. Therefore, fair use applies. Article 13. So why are Twitch not kicking up a stink then? That's basically what the whole thing is. Yeah. Or maybe they are kicking up a stink, but in the background. I mean, maybe. I mean, it's Amazon, isn't it? So maybe there's some kind of arrangement happening behind the well, scenes. Well, the EU and Amazon don't have very, they're not on good terms anyway. No, that's are they? that's true. So yeah, basically, um Oh, and oh, just sorry, just to add on as well. After I was reading, broke it down very well. The website was called Stofall Presents, and they do reviews and stuff, I assume. And they mentioned that they will still be able to post reviews of things they're reviewing, of games and stuff. They'll still be able to have gameplay clips and pictures and trailers because they have a press pass, essentially. But if anyone in the comments posts a GIF or a meme, the website then becomes liable for yeah, copyright. That is mad. And that is terrifying. Doom, 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 we're all doomed. Yeah. Let's hope people are just overly cautious about it. Well, if then, if not, I mean, oh, I don't even know where to... My brain has just been destroyed by this. I think... This is something that everyone needs to actually read up on a bit because we've probably yeah. got it wrong. We're processing it as we speak. And also we're idiots. Yes. Let's face yes, it. Yes, absolutely. 
So don't trust us, but do go away and research it and do watch the, we think it was Film Theory, Article 13 video, because it's very good. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to discuss something a little bit more interesting. Really? Yes. Is it interesting? It though? is interesting. Is it? Because this show, part of the reason for this show is to try and encourage people to be creative. And without the doom and gloom of Article 13 copyright, blah, 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 I want to talk about writing, Nick. What's writing, Adam? Good question, Nick. Why didn't you tell me? You have a Bachelor of the Arts in it, do you not? Yeah. Do I do enough writing, Adam? You tell me. No, I do not. Do you do any writing, Nick? No, I do not. When was the last time you wrote something from beginning to end? I wrote the news. Well done. It's just bullet points, though. <laughs> what did you... What was your... So we went to Basketball University and we studied yes. creative writing. Yes. Now, what was your... Because we didn't have dissertations. What was your final project thing? It was something called Four Brothers Four Lions. So that was an autobiographical piece, Ish, wasn't it? yeah. How many words was that? It's supposed to be ten thousand. I think it was that it. Yeah, um, yeah. It, they that's ended that's... up a lot. I had to cut bits out just for the dissertation. I'm doing quotation marks. Right. There. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it ended up being a lot longer. Was that supposed to be like the first three chapters of a book? Was yes. That the idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you can get there's there's websites where you can uh, submit the first three chapters, and I think it's more like thirty thousand words. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, yeah. Ten thousand seems way less. Yeah. I can't remember now. So long ago. <laughs> don't, don't. Ten years ago? 2008, yeah, was it? 2008, yeah. 2008 to 2011. Oh, bloody hell. We're old. Yes, we are. So what have you done since uni? You're going to be 30 before me. What are you going to do since uni? <laughs> don't try and derail me with <laughs> your nonsense. Uh, what have I done since uni? I got a job. No, yeah. Did writing you, went out the window. Did you finish a book? No. Mm. No, I didn't. Did you do any writing competitions? No. Did you do any poetry? No. <laughs> <laughs> we oh. don't talk about poetry. Oh, dear. But yeah, no, right. You you said we're going to talk about my writing technique. Yes. My writing technique is that every now and then um, I see <laughs> something that Adam's doing and I think, that looks fun. I want to do something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And I start doing things and I'll have about a week of actually writing things that week will end and I'll get distracted by something else and I won't I'll stop writing and I won't write again for about a month it's terrible it it, it comes in bursts yeah yeah well do you know that's I think that's the accepted thing I think it does come in bursts only when you're Trying to do the next level, and that's where the discipline comes in. That's, yeah, definitely. That's where it becomes hard. Because writing isn't easy, despite what well, everyone it's, says. It's not just writing, it's just creativity in general. Yes. So. That's why my From the Sofa videos will be like three oh, yeah, where's, videos. Where's that coming? Shut up. It'll be three videos, and then there'll be a month or two yeah. of nothing. And then all of a sudden it will happen again. It's... I think that's where streaming can help, because once I actually get into a routine and I'm not working weird hours... That's quite a good way of keeping that creativity going. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Or it certainly makes you aware of what you're doing. Yeah. I think discipline, it's weird to say because creativity, generally, you think of non-disciplined people. 
Yeah, it's the Withnail and I characters. Absolutely. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, where actually you do need such discipline. Thing is, though, right? Like when you sort of talk about discipline, you just have to talk about what you did in October. Yeah. Like, well, I don't think many people could commit to that at the same time as doing a full time job. And the radio show. Two, and the radio two show. Radio show. So episodes. you were doing a video every day. Well, yeah, okay. So my 31 Days of Horror is what you're referring to. Yes. That's my annual celebration of October where I watch a horror film and review it every day. But this year, because of we have the From the Sofa, you decided to do video reviews. Yes. Well, the last two years I was doing written reviews and it got boring. Yeah. It was too easy. So I thought I'd up the challenge a bit. And you almost went insane. <laughs> yeah. But that was a that was a case of, yeah, balancing a full-time job, going home, watching a film, writing a review, filming the review, editing the review, and posting it before midnight. And I have to say, I think I did that every day, although the uploading bit's the hard bit because my internet's terrible. Well, yeah. So I'll hit publish and then sit there for an hour watching things Snoring. upload. Yeah, I, I, I seriously, I can't understand. I mean, I struggle to and I use this term loosely, find the time to even do the hoovering. Well, hoovering's boring. Yeah, but for me... Or it's... it is the most fun chore, I have to say. Yeah. You can put uh, I Want to Break Free on. <laughs> How did you know I do that? I do that. I wear Alice's <laughs> underwear as yeah. what? Hmm? No, but... So do I. <laughs> I don't know how... That, that to me, is discipline. That is self-control, forcing yourself to do something, actually following through with it. Well, the thing is, that, I didn't have a choice. Oh, and I also made a horror film. Yeah, but you did have a... Yes, you... <laughs> That's the other no, thing I did that month. You did have a choice, though. You you convinced yourself that you didn't have a choice, and that's the... I guess so. That's the thing that... That's the hardest thing to do, and that's where the discipline comes from. You have to convince yourself that you have to do this. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, my my imminent 30th birthday has helped in right, the last year. You're realising you're getting old. I realised that I need to get something done, for Christ's sake. Yeah. I want to get a feature film done by the time I'm 30. It's not going to happen, but I, I am aiming for my Let's short Let's do it. No, film. we're going to do it. Feature film by the time it's 30. All right, well, maybe... By the time it's 30, by the time we're 30. By the time... Maybe we'll book a week off before June and just... Just, just film an the whole thing. An hour and a half. What would it be? Uh... Do you ever see things? No. Mm. Is that the plural to the thing? Is that where a team of uh, elite soldiers go onto a planet and uh, find loads of multiple things? Um, yeah. That's about it, right? Not aliens. With Alien. I tell you who has really good advice. There's two people I sort of aspire Stephen to. King. No, don't listen to him. No. He's mad. Have you four hours a day, write four hours a day? Who has time to do that? Have you seen Stephen King? It's the worst advice ever. I wonder if he still does since he discovered Twitter. Well, well, you could argue that is writing. And reading. And arguably reading. But even so, mad advice, don't listen to it. Yahtzee Croshaw, yeah. who's one of my favourite internet people. He's your hero. He's eerily similar, like mm-hmm. our backgrounds. 
mm. and stuff we watched and references and stuff. He uh, he's a video game reviewer. He's very very funny. He's also done let's plays. Now he streams. He's also written these books. He's on his fifth book now, I think. Um, and all he says is write one page a day. That's it. How big does the page have to be? Well, that's a good question. I A5? Imagine, I imagine A4. Not A5. Uh, who knows? I know he uses Courier font, which is a slightly larger font. Well, yeah, that's the kind of thing Yahtzee would do, though, isn't it? <laughs> Just, hmm. But that's the thing. Write a page a day. doesn't matter how, what it is. doesn't matter how crap it is. One page a day. Dan Harmon, who's another hero, even though I'm not particularly fussed about some of his stuff he does, his advice is write the worst thing you possibly can. Prove to yourself that you're a terrible writer and you shouldn't be doing this. Because at the end of the day, you have something written. You don't worry about that. You polish it later. One of the things I like about Dan Harmon with regards to writing is he is one of the few, uh, if not the only of the sort of the, the elite, mm. that studios can't pressure. He, he <laughs> well, writes. They, they try. His, <laughs> he writes in his own time. Yes. So you take Rick and Morty, for example. That's why he's been fired by almost every job yeah. he's ever had. But that's, I mean, he's, he has landed on his feet with Adult Swim. Yes. Because they've basically, they've, they've paid for, is it 70 more episodes, I think yes, it was? Something like that. 70 more episodes, knowing full well that he sometimes takes three to four years to write <laughs> a series. Yeah, he um, he talks about his length in his Harmontown podcast. Um he procrastinates like no one's with. Well, have you seen his Instagram? There's one. Yeah, he's very good at it. Yeah. I'll be honest, he's very it's good a... procrastinating. Incredible procrastinate. You could argue <laughs> that his marriage ended because of the last series of Community, because he spent all his time in the office. Mm. You know, it's not ideal, but it's it's be, it's being able to pick out your strengths and how you work. If you want to be, if you want to do what you want to do, you have to do. If you want to be who you want to be. Here's the here's the main thing. What does a writer do? He writes. Yeah, right, yeah. What does an artist do? They art. <laughs> and a driver. T- oh, actually, that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of heroes, it's David Bowie. That you, you literally just landed on your feet with that. Adam's Film Reviews. The Christmas Chronicles 2018. Dear Santa, this is Kate Pierce. I've been really good this year. I do say bad words every now and then, but that's only when my brother Teddy makes fun of me and I lose my... I mean my temper. Let go, you're gonna break it! Who cares? This camera's like 20 years old. I have to work. It's Christmas Eve. You're gonna stay home with your sister. We should make a video. Maybe we could get a shot of Santa Claus. You really have no clue, do you? Nobody's ever seen Santa Claus. Tell me you're getting this. Do you realize how big of a deal this is? We need to get a closer look. Are you crazy? Duck! Can he see us? I don't think so. Hot Cupid! Hot Comet! Hold on to something! Santa Claus? Live and in person. One night only. Can you go ho, ho, ho? I don't go ho, ho, ho. That's a myth. Christmas spirit's down 35%. Ha! 
half planet's not gonna get toys. So a few brats don't get presents, it's not the end of the world. People need Christmas to remind themselves of how good they can be. Wendy, you got so big! Excuse me? You know what I mean, grown up big. Now Wendy, we need a ride. Can you call an Uber? You think I can pay the driver with these? Imagine if we all work together. This just might work. We need to rally the reindeer. Comet. Me, Comet! And find the elves. I think I'm in the North Pole. Sleeve busted. Can you guys fix it? Maybe we can still save Christmas. Released on Netflix on the 22nd of November, which frankly should be illegal. The Christmas Chronicles is a festive comedy film directed by Clay Catus and stars Kurt Russell as a no-nonsense, hard-rocking Santa Claus, which itself is a pretty good reason to watch it. But anyway, The Christmas Chronicles introduces us to the Pierce family through a series of home videos. Eventually we reach 2018 and we find that the Christmas-loving father of the family has since died in the line of duty, leaving Mother Claire struggling to keep her household together. She just about manages with the help of 10-year-old Kate, who pitches in however she can, while her older brother Teddy descends into delinquency and acting out. But they aren't all bad. Despite his attitude, there is some affection between Teddy and Kate, and when their mum is forced to work on Christmas Eve, the pair try to capture Santa Claus in the act after Kate spots a red sleeve on an old home video. Sure enough, the pair are able to hear Santa's arrival and quickly board the sleigh with the camera rolling. When Santa discovers them, however, things go a bit downhill, and in no time at all, Santa is without his reindeer, sleigh, sack of gifts, or even his magical hat. And it's up to Kate and Teddy to help Santa retrieve everything he needs to complete his rounds, despite the interference of some bizarre gangbangers, the local police force, and a horde of seriously creepy elves. The Christmas Chronicles is okay. It certainly delivers everything you need for a Christmas film and would definitely go down a treat for anybody sick of the standard father Christmas story. The emotional story between Kate and Teddy is solid, but as soon as the creepy little elf things turn up, things descend into your bog-standard festive tale, before ramping up to a fairly emotional climax. I would keep your tissues handy. Overall, it's worth a watch, but don't expect anything too impressive. Why must they keep drawing me like that? Does my butt really look that big to you? Hola amigos, let's go. Bueno. Well, now we've discussed a bit about the creative uh, discipline. Yes. Let's do something that uses no discipline and just a bunch of silly voices. Silly voices. Yes. Yes. Now, this time I actually brought my list. My magical list. So... Oh, that's a very good-looking list, Adam. Yes. Oh, what's this? Rob is that abuses, diamonds? Rob abuses me for my bureaucratic paperwork. What's that stain in the bottom I right don't know. corner? I don't know. It was... I don't know. I think that might be beer. Uh... Anyway, so I'm going to run my finger around <laughs> in little circles. Yeah. With increasing pressure. And speed. Yes. And you tell me when to stop. 
<laughs> Never. No, stop. <laughs> okay, right. So first off, we're going to choose the genre. Okay. Okay, tell me when. When? Drama. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, now, location. Tell me when. When? The Stone Age. <laughs> oh, my boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, two characters. Okay. Okay. First character. When? Bin Man. <laughs> Actually, did you know that the oldest word in the English dictionary mm. is bin? Really? It hasn't changed meaning, pronunciation, or effectively spelling. It just meant the place that you would dump things. Uh, well, there we are. Fitting. Okay, next one. When? Cleaner. Okay. Cleaner, Stone Age, Bin Man. In a drama. In a drama. Okay? Okay. While on the set, hope you got your popcorn and large soda ready, because you're listening to Scream Bucket with Adam and... Nick. Before the days of the pyramid and the Stonehenge was the Stone Age. Britain. Before Britain, in a land of trees and green, there lived a group of people who cleaned their houses. I'm cleaning my cave. Oh, these people that live here don't look after their things. There's leaves everywhere. Leaves. There's mud on that rock over there. Mud. Oh, that's it. I pop that all all together. Yeah. Oh, and, oh. Oh, oh, hello. I was just about to throw this out the. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, just what's the? <coughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. Hello. Would you have you finished cleaning up yet? Well, not yet. I was just about to chuck this outside. Oh, right. Yes, you throw that outside. I'll get on skinning this weasel. Right, but try not to make too much a mess. And be careful of that floor over there. It'll be very wet. Oh, too late. Oh, no. He's hurt himself real bad. I'd better get out of here. Oh, no. Someone's at the door. Oh, well, let's go see who that is then. Um, hello? Hi. Who are you then? I'm Jennifer Lawrence. You've got two names. My name's just Bonk. Hello, Bonk. I've invented a new product. What's that then? It'll help you clean the place. I understand you clean. Well, the place is very clean. As you can see, there's not a scrap of it. Apart from that bit of blood over there where the guy fell over and he's knocked his head open. What I noticed was outside your cave was... All sorts of bones and and furs and and blood and animals and things. Yeah, well, that's outside, isn't it? Who gives who gives the rats backside about the uh, outside? What I want to propose is this invention I've made. It's what's ca- what's an invention? It's called the bin. The bin. Yes, I named it after. My father. Bin? Good name, that one syllable. Yes, we haven't invented more than one. But you said your name was Jennifer Let's Lawrence. Let's not talk about my name. We're talking about the bin. Don't you ever speak on my behalf again. I'm ever so sorry, Miss Lawrence. 
So you... <laughs> so what's this bin then? What's it? What are you talking about? Mess outside in a bin. This bin will let you put all your debris and detritus in this container. But what's the point of that? It's, it's outside. Who gives a? You gives rubbish. You know, it's rubbish. But people will look at you and think, oh, oh. They won't even come inside the house. It'll be too messy outside. Well, I don't really care, because it's um, not my place, you see. Look, I think we can work together here. I've got a bin, and you put all of the rubbish in the bin. Yeah, but the rubbish goes outside. You've got to give me a reason yes, why it's good for me. The bin you can put inside the house, and you can fill it up, and then take the bin outside. And but it then, keeps it all together. But, and then we can pay a complicated amount of public ser- service workers to collect the bins. Well, how, how are we going to collect all that money then? We could form some sort of group of wise people who can dictate how things are done around here. Right. What, what would we call them? Like, I don't know, like something that rhymes with what they are. Car... A council. What a great idea, yes. Thank you. And then we can pay them using some sort of money. Some stones or something. Money? What's money? I don't know yet. But it's something that I feel very strongly about. I feel like we're making great strides in the uh, development of uh, civilization, <laughs> right here. Yes. In the last ten minutes, we've invented the bin, councils, and money. Yes, things progress very quickly when a strong female lead takes the role. Well, that is true, Miss Lawrence. But anyway, listen, these these bins, let's get back to the bins then, yes, shall the we? the bins. So you're going to fill this bin, and then the bin will go outside to be collected by the council. Right. And what's the council going to do with it then? They're going to arrange for some low-paid but highly respected people. In fact, they're probably going to strike in a few years and get more money. <laughs> And eventually be quite a well-paid job. This seems all very, very complicated. I think about it in the moment, you see. Oh, okay. I pick up the bone. Maybe we need some (laughs) way... Maybe we need some way to um, record all of your um, faults here. Because, you know, how can I draw a council... (laughs) You don't need to draw anything. You clean. You just put oh, the sorry. things in the bin. Right, but I feel... <laughs> I feel like... Are you sold on this bin yet? Um, well, like you seem to make it seem so um, realistic that I feel like I could um, use use this bin, actually, for one particular use, because well, the owner of the property is just over there, like, dead on oh, the floor. Yes. And do you reckon he'd fit in one of these bins? Because I, I need to get rid of him before his wife gets back. I'm not sure that's the use of the bins. I feel like it could be used, though. I, I'm not sure you've got the spirit of the message. Maybe I should just leave. No, no, no. Do you, you can't, can't help me with the body. Dead body. Help me with the body, Miss Lawrence. I'll tell the council on you. 
The council doesn't say yes yet. It's this yet, you fool. I'm going to tell David Russell about this. Who's <laughs> David Russell? David O. Russell. Is that who he is? David, I know the name. Who's David O. Russell? Oh, the guy who does all of the... He directed Joy. He's, he's done every one of my films. Sorry, I'll, I'll cross character then. Right, Miss Lawrence, anyway. What? <laughs> it's a hitman. <laughs> I know, we just... I've just come up with a new role that I'm going to do for myself now that I've cleaned up this body. I'm going to call myself the cleaner. Oh, no. Oh, God. If you, if you need, need a body cleaned... I'll be there. Okay. Do you need a body cleaned? (laughs) But I do have blue paint all over me from the last (laughs) film I made. It doesn't even make any sense. (laughs) So what do you think then, the cleaner? I I do quite like... Do you know, there might be a way we can work together on this. Keep talking. I supply the bins. The bodies. You provide the bodies. Yes. And we can clean them up together. Okay, so I'll put the bodies in the bins. Yes. How are we going to get the bodies? We... start a game show and select people from different areas of Britain and we make them fight. I don't know what this Britain is that you speak of, but I like your thinking. We could get children and give them weapons in a forest. That seems very dark, Miss Lawrence. Yeah, but we'll make it for young adults, so it won't be quite so dark. Oh, it'll be all right then, yeah. Yeah. So we'll have this big arena where they could fight in, right? Almost like a battle royale. Well, let's not say those words together, just in case anyone realises. Oh, okay. We have to avoid any running men as well. Okay, okay, alright. So no running men and we can't say it's Battle Royale. No, 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 definitely right. not. Right, but it is Battle Royale, right? Yes, yeah. So they're gonna, they're gonna kill each other, right? Yeah, it's like a game. Last man standing, shall we say. Or woman, yes. Right, yeah, fair enough, Miss Lawrence. So, it's like a game. Yeah. Um, now... I'm hungry. End. <laughs> you have one message. Message one. Hello, Stream Bucket. It's Jennifer Lawrence here. I'm not happy about the portrayal of me during your improvisational play. I do not approve. I work with David O. Russell now. If you ever look up from your phones and your TV screens, you'll know that this is the real world we live in. I pick up the gun. Bye. Uh, We're so sorry, listeners. I don't know what happened there. We didn't know what we were doing. No. But in fairness, this is the latest we've ever recorded. Stream it is, actually. It's nine o'clock at night. And I've got a toothache. Did I tell you about my toothache? Yeah, yeah. And it's your toothache. Mm. Yes, we're, we're in the clear. That's our excuse, is yeah, it? That's our okay. excuse, yeah. And I'm Dodd it as well. Is that going to be the name of the episode? <laughs> yeah, Nick's your toothache, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show. Well, thank you for having me again, Adam. You're very welcome. 
I think uh, you might have a future in radio. Not my show. <laughs> well, gee, thanks. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's been a bit of a funny one. Yeah, well, it is late. It is late. I think we, we set the tone darkly. Yeah. We're falling down. I also, like, half an hour before we recorded this, ate four <laughs> burgers in a bun. Yeah, it's called the... Was it the Super Mega Super Burger? Super Mega Burger. Yeah. If anyone's around Hitchin, <laughs> which you should be if you're listening, the Super Mega Burger. Woo. Head over to Punjab Bounty for the Super Mega Burger. Something special. Please sponsor us. We, we, <laughs> we are looking for sponsors, by the way. Punjab Bounty, if you're listening. You're not. I know you're not. And also, do you want to be sponsored by? I'd love to be so- Do you know that place was critical to our teenage years? Well, critical to it. Yeah. We spent a lot of time in Punjabi. Not Bauti. critical of it. Just no, no, no. Very, just important. Okay. It was a it's key, very important. It was a key location there. in our development. Oh, fair enough. So thank you for having me again, Adam. Um, next time Rob will be back. Yes, indeed. Gracing your ear holes mm. with his sultry tones. Yeah. You can find Nick at from the sofa. Can, on- can you? On Twitter, you can find him at ReviewsFTS. Yes. YouTube from the sofa. And Twitch from the sofa? Yes. Yes. Twitch.tv slash from the sofa. Very good. Uh, at Nickopedia89. Yes, for his direct Twitter. And you, Instagram. Where you can send him messages. Send me lots of messages. I enjoy abuse. <laughs> it's how I get through life. Mm, that's mm. my Monday planned. Mm. Great. And you can find the show at screen underscore bucket. And do follow at North Hearts FM as well. Yes. Yes. And yes. my personal Twitter, Adam underscore Tyler89. Yeah. Cool. Great. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Go watch From the Sofa. No, and Final Space. Yes. That was Screen Bucket with Adam and Nick. You learned about movies, now remember your job. There was TV and games, and other stuff too. And now that we've shared it, we've finished the reviews.